Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Welcome to Facebook Live. I'm Pastor Mike Brunzo, and we're coming to you from the Sanctuary of Faith Fellowship Church here in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to start our service this morning with a song called uh, I Am Who I Say I Am. And uh, our praise and worship leader, Ms. Shannon Nichols, is going to lead us in that song. If you know it, sing along with it. If you don't, just close your eyes and enjoy it. It's for your listening pleasure. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Amen. Hallelujah. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in his love for me, his love for me, whom the sun sets free, oh, it's free indeed, I'm a child of God, yes, I am, free at last, he has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Whom the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I. a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who forsaken I am who you say I am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am oh I am who you say I am whom the sun sets free oh is free indeed I'm a child of God, yes I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. 
Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I Thank you, Miss Shannon. Praise the Lord. I love that song. I am who he says I am. You know, it doesn't make any difference what people say about us. God says I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. He says I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed in the field and blessed in the house. I don't care if somebody tells me anything otherwise. I am what he says I am. And you are what he says you are. Amen. Well, as you know, this is a special day that's dedicated to celebrate mothers, a day when families pay special tribute to their moms, and this is going to be an unusual Mother's Day because of our present circumstances with the COVID-19 virus, but, you know, we usually take our mothers out to dinner, but here in Kentucky, and I'm sure in many other states, uh, uh, all the restaurants are closed, and if they're not closed, it's just carry out. And we usually buy them special gifts, but the stores are closed and supplies are limited. And even if you found what you wanted, Amazon may not get it here in time, as is the case with my gift to my wife. But it's supposed to be here tomorrow, praise the Lord. But the one thing we can still do is honor our mothers and treat them special today. Show them how much we appreciate them for all the things that they do for us. 
You know, God even commands us in the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter, he says, honor your mother and father. And, and so he said that it's the first promise, or it's the first commandment with promise. And that promise is that it would be well with us and we'll live long on the earth. So, I mean, it would behoove us to honor our parents, not just on Mother's Day or Father's Day, but every day. And, you know, this is supposed to be a happy and joyous occasion uh, for Mother's Day. But uh, I also realize it may not be for everyone. And some of us have mothers in heaven, but I can assure you this. They're being celebrated and honored today like we can't even imagine. And uh, we can still honor their memories. And this can also be a difficult time for other people. Maybe you don't have a very good relationship with your mother. Maybe she never won Mother of the Year uh, trophy, but she's still your mother's. And beside that, I don't think you ever won Child of the Year trophy either. So uh, maybe this is a good time to forgive and maybe patch things up. And maybe you can't even see your mother today because of geographical locations or the COVID-19 restrictions and Maybe you'll have to settle for a phone call or maybe a, a FaceTime or a uh, whatever they call those things on the, uh, Snapchat or something where you can see each other. That would be great. Uh, but if you can, at least try to give her a phone call today. And sadly, I know there's mothers out there that have lost children, and that makes Mother's Day really difficult for them. And we understand that, but no matter what you're faced with this Mother's Day, you can always turn to God and receive peace and healing. And you know, our hearts and our prayers are out with you as well. But we still want to honor you today because no matter what, uh, you're still a mother and you deserve to be honored today and, and recognized. And you know, I've actually never preached a Mother's Day message before. Uh, my wife has preached every Mother's Day uh, message this church has ever celebrated for some 20 years. But and she always did a wonderful job, and of course, she preached from her experience as a mother and also as a grandmother, which is something that I'm not able to do. But today, I'm going to do the best that I can as an observer of motherhood and, and do all that I can to praise the true value of a mother, a task which I realize is going to be difficult because it's hard to do justice and to place value and worth on a mother in you know the next 30 minutes or so that I have up here. But anyway, I looked for Mother's Day resources because I knew I was going to need some help with this. And I found a couple of things on Tony Cook's website. He's a present-day teacher and evangelist that travels the world and holds meetings uh, in the local church that, that are designed to enhance leadership and to uh, uh, grow the local church. And he was also an, an instructor and associate pastor of Raymond Bible College and Church where uh, my wife and Myself and Mike and my daughter-in-law attended at Raymond Bible College and church there. And uh, I found a couple interesting illustrations there that I thought you might enjoy. Walter B. Knight once wrote, Mothers come in all sizes, shapes, and colors and are found everywhere. At kitchen sinks, hunting lost books under the bed, kissing hurt places to make them well, Patching seams and dreams, settling disputes, getting meals, supervising baths and morals. Mothers, mothers are the child's first and most important teacher. Eighty percent of what a child learns, they learn from their mothers. A mother seems to have eyes in the back of her head and ears that can hear the cookie jar lid being stealthily lifted two rooms away. Her smiles are contagiously cheerful and light up a home, imparting hope and courage. 
Theodore Roosevelt said, America's greatest asset is home building and God-fearing mothers. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about mothers, too, but uh, one of the things that I really like about it is in uh, Proverbs, the 31st chapter, it tells us to uh, praise a mother. It says, in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looks well to the ways of her household. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Now, I know a little bit about motherhood because uh, I had a mother myself, plus the Bible has quite a bit to say about it. And uh, I also got to observe the wonderful job my wife did raising our children. And so I learned a few things along the way about a good mother. I can remember one time when my brother Jim and I were at a movie with our mom. I guess I was about five or six. He's a couple years older than me. And uh, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure the movie was Rob Roy. And it was about a Scottish outlaw who became a folk hero, sort of like Robin Hood. But anyway, while we were in the theater, it had turned off cold. And when we came out, my brother and I were freezing. So we're standing at the bus stop with my mom shivering. And all of a sudden, she opens up her coat. She unbuttons her coat, opens it up, and she tucks us both underneath her arms. And I'll never forget that experience. And as I look back on it, I can realize the value of it because... I noticed in the Bible, in in Matthew, the 23rd chapter, Jesus wanted to do the same thing with God's children. As he was lamenting over Jerusalem and weeping over the city, he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And to me, that's a perfect example of motherhood. The image projects a mother's love and desire to provide protection, provision, rest, warmth, and well-being in her defenseless and dependent little children. As they feel themselves being overshadowed by the wing of that mother bird, and I believe that's what me and my brother felt that day under her arms standing at that bus stop. But it's a perfect example of Psalms 91, which says, We can go to God most high to hide. We can go to God all-powerful for protection. I say to the Lord, you are my place of safety, my fortress. My God, I trust in you. God will save you from hidden dangers and from deadly diseases. You can go to him for protection. He will cover you like a bird spreading its wings over its babies. You can trust in him to surround and protect you like a shield. That's Psalms 91, uh, verses 1 through 4 in the Easy Reader version. And, you know, my wife has always been protective like that of our kids. And uh, they were, there were times when they would test my patience. And when they finally stepped on my last nerve, I'd say, that's it. It's time for a board meeting. And I would go get the Board of Education. And by the time I got back, there they were under their mother's wings. And it was like my kids knew the 91st Psalm. Now, they didn't quote it, but I, I looking back on it now, I can, I can hear it bouncing around in their head. We can go to Mama most high to hide. We can go to Mama all-powerful for protection. We say to the Mama, you are our place of safety, our fortress. Our Mama, we trust in you. Mama will save us from hidden dangers and from deadly diseases and from Daddy. We can go to her for protection. She will cover us like an eagle, spreading its wings over her babies. We can trust her to surround and protect us like a shield. Hallelujah. They were were thanking you, Jesus, you know. 
But anytime the living room suddenly turns into a courtroom, and it was like I was a prosecuting attorney standing before the judge trying to convict two little criminals of a crime. Only problem was these little criminals were related to the judge. And what are they accused of, asked the judge, uh, as she had them well protected from my prosecution. How do the defendants, my babies, plead? Not guilty, Your Honor, my mama. Well, I would present my case trying to convince the court, but to make a long story short, I didn't win very often, and the little criminals usually got off with a warning. But you know, there were times when I really felt justified and righteous, and I would present myself a little aggressively and push for conviction, and of course, followed by swift justice, the beating of those little behinds. But she'd get this certain look in her eye, uh, and us Italians call it milocchio, which means the evil eye. And when I seen that evil eye, I knew once they were under those wings that she would fight to the death to protect them. So I would concede, and they'd get off with a warning. Hey, I might have been a little crazy back then, but I was never stupid. And even though I felt like I was right, I knew when to back down and concede for the greater good, my greater good. But let me tell you something, it was a lot different when they stepped on her last nerve. They didn't get away with too much then. Uh, I mean, justice was swift, and there was no trial. She was judge, jury, and executioner. I remember one time her oldest son, Mike, got in trouble, and she just lit him up. Well, he didn't think it was fair, so he threatened to run away from home. I'm telling you, you could have heard a pin drop in that living room, and we had a carpet. And, uh, and Mike and I both waited to see what the reaction was going to be. And I'm sure he was wishing he could somehow pull those words back in. But uh, unfortunately, it's not like that. Once you release words, they're going to cause whatever damage or do whatever they were intended to do. And there's no way you can get them back. You can apologize. You can say, I'm sorry. But it doesn't change the words. So she didn't say a word. She just calmly walked toward the bedrooms. I didn't know if she was hurt or she was going to the bedrooms to cry or what. And he looked at me, and I just shrugged my, shrugged my shoulders like, you on your own, buddy. And she was only gone a few minutes, but it seemed like an hour. Finally, she comes back with a small suitcase in her hand. And she calmly bends over, placed it in his little hand, opened the front door, pushed his little butt out, told him to have a nice life, and locked the door. My right hand to God. And I was standing there in shock. She looked at me to see if I had anything to say, which I didn't, because I knew there was a big suitcase where she found that little one, so I didn't say a thing. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. Mike learned a lesson that day, and he never pulled that stunt again, not even anything close to it. And we eventually let him back in. We, we didn't abuse him, but we let him back in. But he learned a lesson. He stood outside that door crying and howling. And I know these stories are a little comical, but <laughs> they're true, so help me God. But anyway, I'm beginning to realize a mother's love and desire to protect and correct her little criminal, I mean little children. And that was something that you should never take for granted. A mother will die for you. And my wife also had a tender side. I can remember times sitting at the supper table and she would tell us that she wasn't very hungry and she didn't want a pork chop or a piece of chicken. Uh, and I knew it was because she wanted to make sure that there was enough in case one of the kids wanted an extra helping. 
And I can honestly say this about my wife. She never ate the last biscuit, the last piece of pizza, the last cupcake, or the last piece of pie. She never ate the last anything. She always left it for me or the kids. And, and we do the same for our grandkids today, but back then I was a little more competitive, especially if it was something I liked. And when it came down to the last piece of pizza, I mean, it was like a cornbread muffin in a chicken coop. Whoosh! We was on that piece of pizza. Uh, but it's different now. I kind of concede to the kids, and so does she. But she always would concede. She would never take that last piece. And a little a math teacher asked little Johnny this question. Suppose your mother baked a pie, and there were seven of you, your parents and five children. What part of the pie would you get? A sixth, replied little Johnny. I'm afraid you don't know your fractions, said the teacher. Remember, I said there are seven of you, so you would have... One-seventh. Yes, you did, teacher, said little Johnny, but I'm afraid you don't know my mother either. My mother would say she didn't want any pie, and that gives me a sixth. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that came from Bits and Pieces, the June edition, 1990, a long time ago, but it's still pretty relevant today. I know there's a lot of mothers out there that are exactly like that. And, you know, everyone has their own idea of a perfect mother and it's based on the positive or the negative qualities that they learn from their own mother. And we realize that no mother is perfect, but the Bible reveals some of the wonderful and very special qualities of a mother. And I'd like to read Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. It's actually a story about what is described by Bible scholars and Bible readers over the years as a virtuous woman. And I don't deny that. It definitely describes a virtuous woman. But I'm also convinced that many of the verses, especially the ones I'm about to read, are talking about the life of a virtuous mother. Let's read Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, the NLT. Who can find a, virtual, a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for, anyone, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. 
reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. A virtuous wife indeed, but also a virtuous mother. See, the characteristics of a Proverb 31 mother include her virtue, her value, her trustworthiness. She does good and no evil. She is a hard worker, a businesswoman, a provider. She loves hospitality and generously provides tasty meals for her family and her guests. And the Bible says to reward her. But I don't think it's talking about doing it once a year on Mother's Day. I believe we should celebrate and reward our, our mothers every day. We shouldn't use Mother's Day as a day of repentance and a day to reward your mom after mistreating her and disrespecting her all year. Value her and reward her every day. She's the only person I know besides Jesus that's willing to defend you and even die for you. And I might not know a lot about mothers, but I know enough to realize I don't have what it takes to be one. I don't want to be a mother. I'm glad God chose me to be a man. And I also know motherhood is the most amazing and most challenging job you could ever have. It's a difficult job and a lifetime task. And true motherhood is a calling. It's a privilege. And when it's done right, a pleasure and a fulfillment. But it's hard to describe. David McKay said this, the noblest calling in the world is that of a mother. True motherhood is the most beautiful of all arts, the greatest of all professions. She who can paint a masterpiece or who can write a book that will influence millions deserves the applause and admiration of mankind. But she who rears successfully a family of healthy, beautiful sons and daughters whose immortal souls will be exerting an influence throughout the ages long after painting shall have faded and books and statues shall have been destroyed deserves the highest honor that man can give. And that's talking about a mother. Let me close on a humorous note. I promised myself that I wouldn't be long today because this is a day for mothers to celebrate. And I don't want to take up too much of your day. I want you to enjoy it and get to celebrating with your family. But I want to read something to you called my mother taught me. My mother taught me to appreciate a job well done. She said, if you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. My mother taught me religion. You better pray that stain comes out of the carpet. My mother taught me about time travel. She said, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. My mother taught me logic because I said so. That's why. My mother taught me even more logic. If you fall out of that swing and break your neck, you're not going with me to the store. My mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. My mother taught me irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. My mother taught me about the science of osmosis. She says, shut your mouth and eat your supper. My mother taught me how to become a contortionist. Will you look at that dirt on the back of your neck? My mother taught me about stamina. You'll sit there until you eat all that spinach. My mother taught me about weather. This room of yours looks like a tornado went through. <laughs> My mother taught me about hypocrisy. If I told you once, I told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. My mother taught me the circle of life. I brought you in this world and I could take you out. <laughs> My mother taught me about behavior modification. She says, stop acting like your father. 
My mother taught me about modesty. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have a wonderful mother like you do. My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait till we get home. My mother taught me then about receiving. You're going to get it when we get there. My mother taught me medical science. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze like that. My mother taught me ESP. Put your sweater on. Don't you think I know when you're cold? My mother taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. My mother taught me how to become an adult. If you don't eat your vegetables, you'll never grow up. My mother taught me genetics. You're just like your father. My mother taught me about my roots. Shut that door behind you. Were you born in a barn? My mother taught me wisdom. When you get to be my age, you'll understand. And my favorite, my mother taught me about justice. One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> but to every mother out there today, past, present, and future, we honor and admire and respect you and applaud the job that you've done, that you're doing, that you're about to do. You rock. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every mother. We thank you that you made them so special because you placed within them the necessary gifts, talents, and abilities to accomplish the challenges of motherhood. And we ask that you'd give them wisdom, bless everything they put their hands to, heal them, strengthen them, comfort them, give them the desires of their very heart, and above all, answer their prayers, especially the ones concerning their children. We pray for everyone that doesn't find this day such a happy occasion for some of the reasons I mentioned earlier. And we ask that you would heal their broken hearts, restore their relationships, give them peace and comfort today. We ask you to do it all in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Uh, I told you I'd be short today. Mothers, we want you to have a wonderful day. We want you to celebrate. Children, do the best you can for them under the circumstances. But above all, honor them and make a pledge and a commitment to honor them every day for the rest of their lives. Because we'll miss them when they're gone, I'll tell you that. My mother's in heaven, uh, like a lot of yours. I know there's uh, some, some people that this is the first mother, Mother's Day that they celebrated since their mother departed and went to heaven. And uh, I know it's hard on you. We pray for you. We love you and appreciate you. And uh, next week we'll be in this sanctuary having in-person uh, services. Uh, we got some guidelines to work through, but we're sure that we can do that. And we're going to meet all the guidelines and meet all the requirements that our government uh, expects of us. So we'll definitely be in, be in this sanctuary next Sunday. Uh, I'll come to you again Wednesday via Facebook Live for a short teaching. And uh, then uh, next Sunday, if you've been watching these videos and you live in the vicinity and you don't have a church of your own, you're unchurched, uh, we welcome you to come here and join us and worship with us next Sunday, 10.30 a.m., right here in this sanctuary. And uh, at least the preaching portion of the, uh, mess, uh, the service next week, we will be doing on Facebook Live, and we'll continue doing that for a while. We'll see how that goes. And uh, if the listening audience still wants us to do that, then we may continue doing that indefinitely. But we love you. We appreciate you. Mothers, we appreciate you more than anything. You have a difficult job, and uh, the more I study this and the more I look at it now, I realize how difficult that job is. And so our hats are off to you. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week.
This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.